Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest of the Overboard Network, a Below Deck podcast. Tonight, we cover episode six of season nine of Below Deck, titled He Kissed a Boy and He Liked It. On this week's episode, we say goodbye to the best behaved charter guests of the season. Heather and Frazier bond over their dismay for Jessica. We briefly lose a trampoline. And we have a night to remember, or maybe for some crew members, a night to forget. We'll go over who won and who lost the episode, our question of the week, and then finish out with a life advice, this time around the gift-giving season. Let's bring in my co-captain, Sean, here. Now, Sean, I have an alternative title for this episode, titled Thongs and Tongs. Mm. Uh, I know it buries the lead. And I know you were looking for a hookup, but I think it's where we need to start. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> this, you know, uh, people that have listened to us for a while know I do work in the uh, the catering restaurant industry. If you, yeah, if you bring a, if, you, if you're doing a buffet style meal or a family style, you forget the serving utensils. Every it's, it's, it's a bad look. Everyone's just like, all right, am I going to use my personal fork for this? Like an animal? So, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm very relatable. Uh, John, what, so was Heather overreacting to the, with the, the lack of tongs or. I mean, maybe she just has to be realistic about how many tongs are on board here. I mean, it seemed like every plate <laughs> had its own tongs. Right. And so, you know, it was interesting cause she did ask, uh, the deck crew to help. So like Raina was bringing up things where, where mm. like, if I'm Reina and I'm bringing up family style, I don't necessarily think, okay, I need tongs here, but you know, I, I don't, I don't think this family was like kosher where you got to like separate all the, you yeah. know, you got to separate the utensils. Like, I feel like we could have used maybe the same tongs maybe once or twice here. I love how Heather was so embarrassed. Not one person, including Kevin Lee cared whatsoever. <laughs> Not at all. No. They, were, they were eating off a huge skillets. Too that that yeah. dinner looked awesome. Uh, I guess we should we, we should talk about the dinner itself. Uh, an eighties dinner. Now, John, I think you tweeted about this. The guests did, the guests didn't pick like an eighties theme, right? Heather just came up with that on her own. You know, somebody mentioned it to me that it was on their preference sheet, but I just couldn't imagine asking for an eighties theme dinner and then nobody from the actual charter group like dresses up or does anything that's related to 80s theme. There was no 80s music. Nobody was wearing neon or ripped jeans or faded jeans or whatever it might be. It just seemed like it was forced, almost as if they didn't ask for it. I don't think they did because Ronnie's wife was like, why do they think 80s? And I think she said, uh, oh, they must have just taken one like a Ronnie and assumed he's a big 80s guy, which, yeah, I agree. I mean, that guy definitely did a lot of cocaine in a past life, I'm sure. Right, like that guy thrived during the 80s doing something. 
Ronnie killed it. His head of hair was probably exactly the same as it is now. Um, oh, dude, I have a hot take about Ronnie. I thought he looked horrible getting on the boat with his polo shirt, but when he was wearing his bun down during dinner, he looked he looked good for a guy who's seventy five. Uh, and that guy's never sat under an umbrella in his life. I mean, he yeah. looks kind of raisiny, though, right? Well, you look okay, yes, but. I think the shirt he was wearing when he got on the boat, he looked awful. It was like, there's something wrong with that guy. And then I got to tell you, like, I don't know, during dinner, I, when he wears the correct fitting shirt, he looks less raisiny. I'll, yeah, I'll give him that. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Rachel's menu looked awesome. Oh, my gosh. I think Ronnie was scarfing down the, what was it, lobster tails? Lobster tails and then those huge, was it like tomahawk steaks? Those looked unbelievable. That looked something out of like the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Heather's predators are all over the place with the tongs. Uh, Rena does not deal well with Heather whatsoever. No, I don't think they work well at all. Um, <laughs> there's only they've only had a few interactions, and I feel like Rena's already had it up to here with Heather. <laughs> when like uh, earlier in the episode, when Heather is like. Rena, have you picked out your 80s outfit yet? And Rena's just like, no, not nothing yet. And I was kind of hoping Rena would just pick a totally different decade to dress up as just to kind of spite Heather. Like, I don't know if she's like in Civil War attire or was like dressed as a flapper or. Oh, oh, 1980s? Oh, crap. <laughs> I mean, okay. Or just like, 18, yeah, 1880s, whatever. <laughs> Whatever that was, the industrial know. age. Wooden maybe shoes, maybe. Yeah, I I don't know, but that would have been just, just a spite Heather. That would have been good. But yeah, <laughs> she's got no tolerance for her. Um, but also Frazier was forgetting the tongues too, right? I think they all I think they all were. I mean, I, I think maybe there was an expectation that you could reuse the tongs for one one platter of food versus the other. I know that's not great, but I think they were looking through and they could just find like ice tongs. Like at some point you mm. got to use what you have. You yeah. got use chopsticks if you run out. I mean, the guests didn't care. They were, they yeah, could have used, they could have used their own forks and been fine. But. That's the, that's the thing. Nobody cared. Only Heather cared, <laughs> which I get it. You know, maybe in, in five-star service, you're not supposed to notice anything, but at the end of the day, I think, I think it was fine. And Captain Lee, thought everything was great i mean i think rachel had a lot to do with that again rachel's yes. just killing it she's had a flawless season i'm not jinxing her i think she's just that good i i don't think you can jinx her at this point she's like um trying to compare her to someone like an athlete like uh she's a ter- five ter- tool she's like a five tool athlete like in baseball she, all right she I'll- runs she catches she fields whatever yeah. the other ones are she hits yeah. for power hits for base uh john for all of our colorado listeners she's like terrell davis in 1997 there you go guy did it all yeah yeah but yeah i I don't think there's any slurring her down this season um also so they sung happy birthday to ronnie dressed in all the 80s gear you know jake wearing the thong or was that a thong what was that it's a leotard he turned it into a thong i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at some point he had something going way up his butt i think love jake he, he doesn't hate being the center of attention no let's hey that's good for him 
He's very uh, comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then uh, Eddie gave Captain Lee a kiss on the cheek that <laughs> he was not expecting. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought Eddie was hilarious this entire episode. He had oh, yeah. some good lines. He had a half-bake reference where he had a bacchiotomy. Uh, hmm. He did a little Larry David. Uh, and obviously, <laughs> he was doing Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he, guy killed it. Oh yeah, he kind of looks like uh, the one guy from Half Baked. Uh, uh, the, the really, the really high guy. I think is it Jim Brewer? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's still around. He's kind of a no- he's does a lot of podcasts now. He's a little annoying, but ha- yeah, like guys our age, Half Baked was like a, a pretty good movie. Yeah, like high school and college years. Yeah. Yeah, so it was nice to see that shout out. Uh, Sean, I, I want to get into talking about Jess a little bit. I know mm. the first, what, five episodes, I feel like we barely talked about her, but she was pretty, she was kind of the focal point at parts of this episode um, for good and bad, mostly yeah. bad. Um, I put in here, obviously everyone doesn't hate Jess, but Heather and Frazier, uh, they definitely bond over their dismay of either Jessica or her work ethic. Um, so that was kind of funny. I thought Frazier had a lot of quips in this episode. Pretty oh, nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Pretty funny stuff. But I think the tension between Frazier and Heather is now pretty much gone. And it's just focused on Jessica. Really smart about Frazier too. To... <laughs> so I, I think I... I listed all the times he complained about her. It was when the wind knocked over a glass and it blew the balloon away and she only radioed the dictum at the balloon and at the glass. Mm-hmm. What? It's okay. It's glass. Like you guys can grab a broom and a dustpan too. I do think you should replace the, the five for running turn 75. That is an important decoration. So, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I get that they're not exterior, and that's technically the decor's job to clean up the glass. But I don't know that was that was very nitpicky to me. All right, now, I, I will say, Sean. I don't think I don't think helium balloon fives just grow on trees. I think no, <laughs> that's just gone. Like, we're not. You could radio in that you've lost the five, but you're not gonna be able to find another one. <laughs> you wait. So you think like Jess is expecting? like the first or the chief officer to like get in the tender and find that vibe in the middle of the night. Yes. Yes. Oh man. All right. Okay. That's true. <laughs> okay. So that, okay. That wasn't great. And then the next morning after the eighties party, when uh, Fre- Jess and Frazier are doing rooms, Jess like tries to like strip a bed sheet and Frazier's like, Hey Jess, no one slept in that bed. Now that's a good point. Don't create more work for yourself, you know. Sure. Don't be on autopilot. You got to think. Yeah. So look, he, yeah, just isn't perfect, but I don't know. Frazier is basically acting like it's ruining his work life. Like when he talks to Heather, he's like, he's is it's distracting his performance, and he can't. He's making mistakes now because of Jess. I, I don't I don't think she's that bad. Do you think Fraser's type of guy uses the term wits end? Mm. 
He hasn't yet, but I hope I, he does. I, I smell it coming. That's not a negative. <laughs> I just feel like it's coming. You know what, though? Whether Frazier is being nitpicky or overly dramatic, he's got Heather's ear. So he's he's a great reality t- television character. I believe he listens to our podcast. And, you know, I, I've criticized him a few times this episode. But love having, having him on Below Deck because he's, he's just great at politicking. And I, he's, I don't know if he's a good stew, but he's not going anywhere. And... So I'll say this about I'll say this about Frazier. He's definitely right now. He's definitely put himself in a spot where if there's another complaint about interior, I feel like Heather will now just like point to Jessica. Potentially, you think potentially fire? I don't know necessarily fire, but like if like things start to slip, I think Frazier and Heather have decided that Jessica is the weak link and they need her to move faster. Well, and so. I know Heather had a conversation with her earlier, but nothing really came of that. Well, I guess we should also know uh, during the tip meeting, Captain Lee, this was, okay, Frazier is really dramatic about this. This was such light praise. Captain Lee just said, hey, Jess, it was nice to see see you come out of your shell during the 80s party. That's all he said. He wasn't offering her a promotion or saying like Jess, you're now Frazier's boss. That's all he said. Like, hey, it was nice to see you. Like, be happy, come out of your shell. And obviously, uh, Heather earlier in the episode told Captain Lee about Jess's grandmother, and that's why she was down. I'm sure, you know, Captain Lee obviously is very sensitive to that stuff. Sure. So, like, he was just happy that she was happy, and Frazier, I was, I don't know, he almost lost it over that him her getting that compliment yeah i think it's i mean it's probably he's i think he's just frustrated i think he's got a lot of frustration about you know heather's not really pulling her weight like you know whether captain lee said something to her or not like i think he's probably just you know just frustrated with the situation that he feels like he's pulling double duty and you know you don't really want to see however light the praise is you don't really want to see the person that you're picking up the slap for get the like you know get I guess notoriety. <laughs> she was happy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I think okay, like Frazier. Hey, I'm like this too at work. I need I need an attaboy every once in a while. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like well, well, I don't like this. So well, that's true. Eddie's really good about doing that, but they're kind of Heather. Into, they don't really they don't work together. I don't think Heather's giving out attaboys. She is not. I think that's that's a flaw. Most chief stews don't. Like, I feel like Hannah and Kate didn't, you know, give out praise that often. Daisy yeah. did. Yeah. Well, she's the goat. That's why she's the goat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who else? Oh, uh, Katie, too. Yeah. 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 So, no, that makes sense. Um, so we'll see how that develops there. Uh, Sean, let's. Uh, before we dive into the staff dinner, I just want to talk about Wes and Jessica for a second. Mm. I think I'm just, I, I've given up on that now. Um, if it happens, it happens, but I'm not expecting anything. These two are moving at a snail's pace. I don't know how long, I don't know how many charters they have this season. If it's 
like seven or eight, but I think if this extends to like a 23rd charter, maybe they have a shot of hooking up. Yeah, their sexual chemistry doesn't leap off. Uh, like for those of us like on the sitting on the couch watching it, we we're not feeling their their chemistry from the couch. Nope. I think they're two very nice people. I'm rooting for them. Uh, I mean, yeah, Wes has no game. You know, that's all anyone talks about. Which poor guy. I don't see why he has no game. And also, I feel like Jessica, very pretty girl, but like she's like, she's not like standoffish or stuck up or anything. I think she'd be pretty easy to talk to, right? Yeah. But she's. I think she's a little weird though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think their for what their conversation was. She she just wants to be like a stay at home person or i I don't know (laughs) she wants to go to florida deliver weed and chill yeah yeah i feel like they give us like 45 seconds of their conversation and i'm like all right what's what's jake up to like what's (laughs) up to? well you sure we need this john let me ask you so like we're we're both guys uh we're both single ones of the four girls just like i feel like just like based off their personalities or just like looking at them i like i wouldn't be like intimidated to talk to jess no right like i don't know like i'd be more intimidated to talk to any of the other girls and that's and i I think they're all good looking in their own way i think jess is beautiful but like i don't know she just seems very easygoing and like absolutely there's no like intensity to her and I yeah. mean that in like the nicest way. Yeah, so I don't see why Wes is kind of fumbling here. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, Sean, let's get into it. Uh, let's get into the staff dinner. So, loved it. I, I really like the. I like this crew. So yeah. I feel like in previous seasons we've had issues of like smoke breaks just kind of breaking up the vibe or you know like matt and lexi just being like awful yeah this season there's just no toxic atmosphere here people Mm. have you know a good time you know they ask some funny questions and then when they're done eating they go to they they shift locations and they go to the bar i just really enjoy the staff dinner out um I hope we get to see, you know, more of it. Obviously we got to see a lot this episode though. It was great. And like, you know, maybe it resulted from it because they get that huge tip. I think Ronnie was that Ronnie's grandson. Yeah. Or someone's, someone's child with a briefcase. Really play kid, by the way. He was, he seemed like a delight. Yeah. Uh, Love him a $25,000 tip. Yeah. It's the biggest tip of the season so far. But yeah, you guys like the mood was so good head into dinner and like you just like you know you're in for a fun night and like you feel that as a viewer and yeah uh what'd you think about jake flirting with uh heather i thought reina noticed thought reina noticed too yeah i think i, mm. I think jake is just he's a flirt you know mm. he's gonna flirt on who's next to him i mean i think that guy sat down to dinner and his hair was like already messed up like he was already kind of like drunk or something yeah well like he's a center of attention guy but 
Heather said if she didn't have a boyfriend, he would stand a chance. Well, get rid of that boyfriend then. Yeah. Because I, I, I think, I think Jake and Heather would be a hot couple. I would. Yeah. I, I'd love that. I mean, if Raina, if Raina's still talking to Issa or whoever, I mean, let's, let's get Heather in there, please. And I, Heather is single now. Spoiler alert. Okay. She was on Watch What Happens Live like a few weeks ago. She's currently single. So we don't maybe, know when that timer started, though. We we don't. So, I'm, uh, you know, hey, I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, Sean, so I want to get into uh, post-dinner when they're at mm. the bar. Um, let's talk about it. So Jake obviously takes his shorts off and runs into the pool naked um now sean i i don't want to i i want to talk about the double standard here that i'm probably the first person to talk about it but in previous seasons eddie had a problem with rachel getting drunk and being a you know maybe embarrassing the boat right mm. do we feel like Jake may have embarrassed the boat by jumping in the pool naked. Cause I will say, I don't think he embarrassed himself, <laughs> which is one of Cassidy's I don't, rules. I don't think, I don't think he, Jake can embarrass himself. No, but the other rule is don't embarrass the boat. Now I will say they were the only patrons there. Mm -hmm. And so if an entire restaurant is rented out for eight people and it has a private pool, I'm not saying that there is a, a rule that now says you can jump into the pool naked but at least the damage was mitigated <laughs> yeah no uh double standard sure uh yeah we as a country we hold girls to a higher standard for a lot of stuff like that we just do i don't i don't know that's you know it's one of our problems but yep. you know eddie's no different uh, yep. <laughs> I think <laughs> Rachel Rachel's kind of cringe a few times last season though I wish I don't think Jake is ever cringe no and I think it was just that like when Rachel got drunk last season and listen I'm not harping on this because I know we talked about it last year but like I think it was just that it was in front of a ton of people so yeah. it was like potentially embarrassing like embarrassing to the boat things like that and sure I had somebody message on Twitter saying what about the staff like, you know, I, I, yeah, maybe the staff didn't want to see Jake's dick that day, but I'm sure they, yeah. if, but you were, if, you, if you work at a place with a private pool, it's, it's probably not the first time this has happened. If you work in a resort in the Caribbean, it's, it's anything goes all the time. It's, I, I don't like, yeah, the, that staff has seen it all. They're not going to be traumatized. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. they're all adults. They're not going to be traumatized by seeing Jake's dick from far away. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, but great performance by Jake, though. I, yeah. And flirting, flirting with Frazier heavy at the bar, yeah. too. Yep. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's the, uh, I don't know if it's the technique of Jake's flirting whoever's next to him, but um, mm. I feel like they precursor this. You know, he he had a great rapport with Frazier before this. So yeah, um, I feel like 
this is maybe it was just a little precursor and um either way uh you know Frazier's not far behind jumps in with him mm. so you know I, I don't know if they made out in the pool they uh, didn't no no I think they just jumped in in the pool together um but then obviously they get out towel off um and then Sean anything before obviously let's get to the cab ride yeah um they just make out hard yeah that was full-on make out uh i might be the first time in bullet deck history two guys have made out like milestone i maybe i yeah i mean i'm gonna say yes and which hey is about time and now Verena kind of mentions like oh so jake you're bisexual and Jake's just like, no, I'm just sexually comfortable. And he wants to prove it to he wants to prove he's not bisexual to her by making him with Frazier again. Now, I don't know that that makes sense, but he's proven he's sexually comfortable. And yeah, also, so Frazier, when they're at the bar, was like, Yeah, I know Jake's flirting with me, but I know he's not gay. So I think like Frazier in the moment, he knows this is just like they're in fun they're they're friends and like jake's just being jake right i mean yeah but yeah yeah, rena rena was into it yeah she was i it was so funny how you know if there were two people that were going to make out on the way back i think there was a little bit of money on you know maybe it was wes and jessica we would have been way (laughs) off house would have taken all our money Um, yeah yeah no i think we, we knew jake would be involved in some way yeah. So, uh, so obviously Sean, they, they get back and, uh, you know, there, there's the classic after drunk, like people are just eating some food, things like that. Um, but then the, uh, the next day, uh, I think both Jake and Frazier were blackout because both of them had to be told that they made out with each other. And Jake doesn't even remember jumping in the pool naked. <laughs> yeah i because they both seemed like pretty normal yeah like, when they're like make, I, like they're obviously drunk but they're like they're talking to each other like they're talking like, they're communicating with everyone pretty normally yeah um they didn't get in the hot tub together so who knows what would, have, what would have happened then i was a little disappointed we didn't get a hot tub tonight but yeah it was still a great night out um oh yeah now Jake, because you know you can't embarrass Jake. Jake's like, oh man, wow. But Frazier, on the other hand, is mortified. I think he's mortified because he doesn't want to send Jake signals, and he doesn't want to ruin a friendship that he has on the boat, or maybe not ruin, but he doesn't want to disrupt a friendship that he has on a boat. Right, and because when I initially saw that, I'm like, why is Frazier mad? But like he's in a unique perspective where he's a gay guy, but he wants to have like straight male friends and he likes uh, Jake. And maybe I'm sure in the past there's been some instances where a guy he just wants to be friends with thinks he, that Frazier's into him and it ruins things. Now, he's got nothing to worry about with Jake, right? There's no way Jake's going to be weird. Now, Jake is going to go on his day 
as if like he'll be like oh we we made out that's cool yeah 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 <laughs> Jake, yeah J- jake's the coolest fucking guy in the world so yeah. i mean and he jake doesn't get embarrassed by anything so i yeah so i think fraser's, fraser's got nothing to worry about i think fraser's gonna be relieved and it makes sense i mean you know it, i'm sure you know sometimes like lines you know lines get blurred and you know it's not it's not always easy to like walk your way back from them uh, but I think these guys, I think these guys are going to be fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I just want to see what Jake does next. Not, not cool. to step on a words yet. I know we got some, a few more yeah. topics to talk about, but. Yeah. So Sean, what else we got before we break up this, this episode? Well, we should mention Eddie lighting his hair on fire briefly with the. Cig- briefly. Yeah. Cause they were trying to smoke cigars, right? Yeah. But- you can just use matches to smoke a cigar. You don't need a torch. Is, yeah, is that really what that's for? have a torch. I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Eddie's got a great head of hair, too. So that, that could have gone yeah. bad fast. Uh, no, Eddie seems looser this season than he was uh, last year. And I love it. Yeah, me too. I think he, sh- I think he showed last season he, he can be as professional as he needs to be. But yeah. You don't always need to be 100% yeah. professional. You can just be Eddie now. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the only other thing was, um, well, I thought they already yelled up for it. The trampoline flies off the boat. Yeah. But uh, it was it was super windy. So apparently it was attached correctly and it just broke because it's the the knots. Yeah, the knots. The knots. It's over 20 knots. You got to put that thing away. And that's what they learned. So, so act of God. Nothing you can yeah. do about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Captain Lee said. So, uh... so Sean, let's, uh, let's jump into who won, who lost the episode. All right. Well, I think you could have made the argument it was Jess, but no, it was Jake. Guy just dominated the second half of the episode. Uh, he was just so much fun during that, like during dinner and everything. Guy flirts with whoever's around. I ran is into him. Heather is into him too. I'm watching out for that. I'm hoping. And Frazier, Frazier knows that Jake isn't gay, but he finds the guy attractive. He's a handsome guy, and I don't know. Like he's the guy's a blast, and I can't wait to see what he does next on like their next night off. And, or imagine when they get like a day off, because they, they always get a day off during the season where they get to, like yeah, that's a, true. a private beach or like a club or something. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. And now I am disappointed though he's didn't go to bed with anyone. Season is young, Sean. Season is uh, young. No. And- I think that makes a ton of sense as a uh, as a who won the episode. Uh, I'm going to go with the other side of the makeout session. I'm going to go with Frazier. Okay. Uh, I, just, I thought I think he now has Heather, not in a manipulative way, but I think he has Heather in his pocket a bit. Yeah. Where like if things go down, like she's going to blame Jessica. Um, oh, yeah. So I think I think Frazier's in a good spot. I think he put the I think he put himself in that spot, um, and. You know, he's just got he's got great lines, and he made out with Jake. So everyone wants to make out with Jake, and he did. So yeah, uh, so he's 
he's been very important to the season. Yeah. Frazier. I, I think he's yeah. I think he's been really strong. So I think he's just continued to evolve this season. I just I thought he did really well. Yeah. No, that's a uh, Frazier never has never has like a, a down episode. He's always he's always do it like in the plot and everything. Yeah, he's camera loves the guy. All right, John, who'd you have losing the episode? Uh, I Jessica losing the episode. No, she why she got <laughs> Captain Lee gave her a gold star. Yeah, but it it was like because she came off a low base. <laughs> like <laughs> she she was expected to perform as a four, and she went to a five. Like, yeah, I just like everyone seems to be turning on her a bit. I think there was one there. I think there was one line where West was talking about like how like it seems like it's high school and everyone's talking and um you know. I think I think he mentioned like oh I'll sit next to Heather because that seat will be available insinuating that like maybe nobody wants to sit next to her I mean I just I don't know maybe I'm reading too much into it but I just feel like she's I mean she's just not pulling her camera weight you know yeah she (laughs) yeah I she looks like a popular girl but maybe maybe yeah but not she doesn't act like one. No. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty true. Uh, here's the thing, though. Captain Lee may block a just firing because Captain Lee, maybe to make up for Eddie's sexism, is easier on girls. Yep. He has, like, I think he probably knows it's not a good look if there's a bunch of scenes of Captain Lee yelling at a girl. But also... You know, he knows about, you know, her grandma's health issues and she's a nice girl. I feel like he would block an initial firing from Heather. Okay. But maybe if there's an, but maybe not like a second attempt. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what Jessica's done to deserve getting fired. Nothing. It just seems like she hasn't done enough work that fast, but I don't know if that's fireable. Yeah um okay well i had wes losing the episode not really <laughs> like i i like wes but the, the guy has no game secrets out all yeah. anyone's talking about and it's kind of a tough tough label to label to shake if you're known as a guy with no game and uh i'm also not entirely sure he's a good deckhand i feel like he does make a lot of mistakes now he's not going to get fired or anything, but I don't know. He's not. He's not crushing this season the way I, I initially thought he would. Yeah. But look, he might hook up with Jessica, so that's gonna be that would be great. But also, as a viewer, it's tough watching an awkward guy talk to a girl because you just want to be like, "Hey, man, just do something, do anything different." Yep. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, watching Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> not exactly a power couple if they get together uh not so, yet no yeah so sean uh what was your uh let's go into question of the week what do you got all right so obviously they gave ronnie a 1980s american themed dinner tonight now john if you were doing a, a charter you're the primary you can pick any decade you want to pick going you know Back to ancient times, whatever you want to do. But yeah, pick a decade. What decade are you picking? And like, how are you doing it? Man, I didn't think about like going all the way back. 
Mm. Like go back to like Egyptians or something. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm just gonna do the standard cop out Roaring Twenties. Okay. You know? Yeah. Similar to like a Great Gatsby party. You know, pretend mm. we're in a speakeasy. You know, women dress as flappers, men in tucks, or whatever the hell you want to wear. Mm. Um, but I, I kind of thought that would be cool. Um, now that I think about it, like if I were to go back to like ancient times, would that be cool too? Maybe. <laughs> I yeah, like the 1920s. You get the really cool cocktails though. Yeah. So that that's yeah, it's kind of the way to go. I have no clue what food people are eating in the 20s. American food's gotten better over time. I think everything gets better over time. Yeah, because the original people in America were just like British people. And our, and I can say this, I my family's mostly English. Our food's awful. <laughs> so like when more cultures came here, the food got better. So, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, like 1920s, that's kind of the best answer. I went as a different route, though. Um, I went 1990s. And here, John, here's the thing. When I think of 1990s American dining, and this is probably because it was a child or a preteen during the decade, all I think of is chain restaurants. Like chain restaurants used to dominate this country in the 90s. And there's one prominent 1990s chain restaurant I never got a chance to go to. But I always thought it looked cool. So, John, I went a 1990s-themed Planet Hollywood dinner party. Remember Planet Hollywoods? I do remember Planet Hollywoods. We didn't have was any it, in upstate New York, but they were around. Other was it, I always thought it was like a same thing as like a hard rock cafe. Well, funny you mentioned that. So one big <laughs> thing at the party, see, in the 90s, you go to a, a big chain restaurant, you buy, you buy T-shirts. Yep. You know, I, I always be jealous of those kids at soccer practice with like the Hard Rock Cafe Fort Lauderdale t-shirt. No. Now, I, I went to a Hard Rock Cafe. I went to one in Boston. But I want a Planet Hollywood t-shirt because those are around too. You, you know, like soccer practice would be the Planet Hollywood Orlando t-shirt. I want that. So we're all going to get free t-shirts, the servers and everyone in my charter. And like their menus, classic American fare, but their big drink back in the nineties, strawberry daiquiris. So it's daiquiri time. Yeah. Daiquiris. All right. I'll leave that. So your dinner is probably going to be actually better, but we're getting the free teas and strawberry daiquiris. So plenty of Hollywood. All right. So there's still one in Vegas. I looked that up. Okay. Yeah. I think uh is that the last is that the last of the Mohegans? Is that the last one? <laughs> what if they're like huge in like 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 old Soviet Union countries? <laughs> That'd be great, right? Because yeah. they love Sylvester Stallone and Schwarzenegger there in like yeah. Eastern Europe. And they yeah. were co-owners with Bruce Willis. So who's to say? maybe who's we, we could do some research on that. But, yeah, uh, maybe get our hands on a Planet Hollywood T-shirt. Oh um, man, I'll be tell my I'll tell my fiance right. about that for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> hint hint. So- 
Yeah, right. So, Sean, let's get into uh, life advice. We got a very timely one here. Mm. Uh, hey, uh, so, hey, guys, I've been dating this girl for about four months, and now I'm ready to buy a Christmas gift for her. The problem is she seems to have everything. I don't mean she's materialistic, but she does pretty well for herself. So there are not many things that she really wants that she doesn't have. Uh, any ideas, uh, any, any outside the box ideas you could give me? Um, mm. that's, a, that's a good question. I feel like it's harder to get gifts for people like who are in there. Like, I don't know the age of this person, but like, I'm guessing it's like at least late twenties, probably thirties because like when you're in your like early twenties, I don't think everyone, anyone has like everything, you know, or yeah. almost no one has everything. But like, as you get older, like you start making like, you know, more money. Like, you know, if you want something, you just go get it. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but now it's like, you know, what do you get someone who kind of just gets whatever they want? Cause they're doing pretty well. So uh, Sean, you got any advice here? I do. So all right. Well, you know, like four months in, you don't have to like buy her the world, right? It's still like kind of casual, but it seems like it sounds like you're together. Um, don't do clothes. Girls put a lot of thought into what clothes they want to buy. I think the success rate for guys like buying clothes for girls is like 5%. I Excellent. made up the statistic, but that's probably what it is. Yep. Uh, Jewelry is tough too. Girls are just really picky about it. Yeah. And also four months in, um, you know, girls like expensive jewelry. I don't, I, it's might be a little bit too much right now. Girls also hate practical gifts. So here's what I'm going to do for you. Two-part gift. The first part is a hardcover book. Now, I'm sure you can figure out like an author or topic she likes. Because Here's the thing with books, John. They're very satisfying to unwrap. Mm. it like it looks good as a present you unwrap it and people love the idea of books uh many of us just don't read them but so john actually i bought a book recently i've only gotten through a, a few chapters so far but as soon as i made the purchase i just felt way smarter like wow like i'm yeah i'm an intellectual here and it also makes our guy here just seem more academic so I, I think it's a fun object to own. So okay. it's a hardcover book of some sort. And then maybe like tickets to a concert or a show of some sort that's upcoming within the next three months. Yeah. Because winter is pretty depressing for most of the country. So having a concert to look forward to is kind of needed. Yeah. I, I totally agree actually. So my, my, the suggestion I had was actually to like go to like, a concert or a sporting event or, mm. you know, a, a, a comedian or something that your girlfriend's interested in. Uh, Sean, I, to bring, to go back to the book idea, you know, if you get, if you get someone a book, they're not interested in, I remember, uh, I think it was Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm. It was basically like, he, he was, just, he told the person, he goes, you just got me an obligation. <laughs> Cause he's like, no, I got to read this thing, you know, and you're going to ask me, all the time like hey uh, did you read that book yet no i didn't read it steve <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> well look i don't i'm sure this you know she seems like a very educated young woman i'm sure she yeah. uh sure she does some reading if, yeah. yeah if she doesn't like it that's that might be tough uh yeah but, but i think you're on 
it's a I fun think, thing to unwrap. And then yeah. everyone likes to do on their Zoom calls, bookshelf behind them. Yep. Looks great. It's a good addition. Because I think you want to give them one object. That, that's a good idea. I, I yeah. went just for like the tickets thing, but I like it. I like the idea. Plus like books are like what, 20, 25 bucks, maybe hmm. 18 to 25 bucks. If you get a soft cover cheaper, but, yeah. um, but no, I, I think that's, I think that's great life advice. Um, you know, I, I basically said the same thing about, you know, going to an event or something like that. You know, I know it's only been four months, so maybe you don't want to shell all this out, but you know, if it's like, if you don't live directly in a city, and you got to drive a bit to go to this concert or whatever, maybe just like get a hotel for the night. If you're in that spot in your relationship, right. You know, hotel yeah. room and dinner. If, if there's, if there's really no concerts coming in, maybe just like hotel room and dinner, you know, like a night away is kind of nice, right. Away from the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you're in that, you know, spot in the relationship where it's appropriate, but that's what I got, Sean. That's it. That sounds, as I'm seeing this, like, I'm like, Oh, I, I haven't, I, so I haven't been to a concert yet uh since like covid started and i want to go yeah so i i hope someone gets me tickets yeah I, be I, about I, time yeah <laughs> but yeah that that sounds like just like a great time i'm yeah i'm jealous of this guy's girlfriend yeah, that's... yeah. <laughs> so uh so sean the uh this season i feel like we we hit a new high here um yeah and so i, I just can't wait yeah and i know we're only you know maybe six episodes in so um this this could be a really good one here i think it's going to be i just want to ask the listeners to please subscribe rate and review wherever you found us if you're on twitter follow overboard underscore pod uh and you can also follow sean's at below deck sean and i'm below deck john um we also you know we're looking for some more life advice so send it in it's uh below deck pod at gmail.com and we'll answer it thanks everyone bon voyage